Tonight, we come into contact with a portion of the great gift that is John 17. It's a chapter with the deepest layer of meaning that we find in the Bible. Right up there for me with John's prologue, chapter one, this whole chapter of 17 offers layer upon layer of meaning. And in it, uh, we overhear Jesus praying to the Father. That's really the staggering thing about it. Uh, We hear Jesus praying to the Father. And if you read the entirety of chapter 17, which I uh, recommend you do uh, this week, open up your Bible and read John 17, you'll discover that there are three parts to Jesus's prayer. And the prayer takes place just before his hour has come. And when we hear that in John's gospel, that his hour has come, that means it's just before his passion, his death, resurrection, and ascension. You know, we don't get the Lord's prayer in John's gospel, our Father, that doesn't turn up. But we do get to overhear this beautiful conversation between the Father and the Son. It's a conversation in a prayer that's been going on before the creation of the world, It's a conversation and a prayer that extends into the future until all things come to their completion and are fulfilled. In the first part of the prayer, we don't read it tonight. You'll have to read John 17 to get the first part and the second part. But the first part of Jesus's prayer gives us a glimpse of that ultimate intimacy between Jesus and his father. It's it's a conversation between the Son and the Father. It's the life and the love that they share in the bond of the Holy Spirit. It discloses the mystery of the Holy Trinity for us. And the second part of this prayer, uh, we find Jesus praying for his disciples, for his friends, those who are with him in his earthly ministry. And he's praying for them just before he, or as he approaches his death, and resurrection, and beyond that, as they are sent into the world to bear witness to his power and to his grace. Just as Jesus was sent into the world to make God's name known, to bring us into God's marvelous light, so the disciples, his friends, will become sent ones. Apostles, that's what it means, to be sent. They're sent, just as he was sent, to bear witness to the healing power of Christ's name. So Jesus prays for their protection as they are to be sent out. And he prays that they'll be made holy and remain dedicated, committed, and focused on what matters most. Knowing that they'll face trials, persecutions, and the chaos brought on by the evil one. Jesus knows they'll face those things. So he prays that his father will keep them in the light, protect them. And tonight, in verses 20 through 26, Jesus prays specifically for us. I don't know if you caught that in our initial reading. Jesus is praying for us because after he prays for the disciples, his friends who are to be sent out, he prays for those who will come to believe in his name. Those who will come to believe in his name through the witness of his disciples. 
That's us. We're the ones who've come to trust in the name of Jesus as the source of our healing and the source of our hope. And the desire that Jesus has for us in this prayer tonight is that God's own life, the life Jesus shares with the Father, the life of the Holy Trinity, will be open to us. In the midst of the trials and darkness and works of the evil one that seem to overwhelm us in these days, we need the gift of Jesus's prayer for us. We need God's life at work in us. The tragic news from Rob Elementary School is too much to bear. The devastation we've watched for months in Ukraine is too much. The targeting of black people in Buffalo is too much. A 340% increase in anti-Asian hate crimes in the last year, it's all too much. It's gun violence, racism, and division. They're all signs of the evil one. And in response, the world needs people drawn together, people drawn together into the marvelous light and love of Jesus Christ, a people who enact signs of healing and hope. Tonight, we stand in need of his healing and his transformative prayer for us. So as you stretch out your hands in worship tonight to receive Christ himself, let his prayer come to life in you, which is to say, let God's life come to life in you. Our world needs people dedicated, committed, and focused on what matters most, the hope of Jesus Christ, who is divine love made human flesh, who was put to death by the dark forces of the evil one at work in this world, and then rose from the dead. He's praying for us, longing to come to life in us for the healing of the nations.